0: is Chief Mandel, and I just got finished talking to the banker, and uh, he is willing to offer you a conversation with myself, Chief, so what do you say, deal, or no deal?
1: Oh, I suppose if I say no deal... That would shorten things up quite a bit. So I say deal! Deal! deal. I'll take the deal, Cheese Mandel. Ah, don't shake my hand. Uh, Just elbow bump. Elbow bump. Elbow bump.
0: So if you haven't guessed it already, Cheese and the Tug are going to have a conversation about deals today
1: deals or bargains or i guess that's the only two terms that i can think of um, sales uh, rollbacks that's walmart um cheese do you remember uh remember that girl randy that we knew that worked at bargain 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 the bargain store Yeah, they must have had the happiest customers ever. Like, did the bargain, like, lettering get more and more emphasized with each bargain? Uh, I believe so. I think the last bargain was the biggest of the bargains. Kind of like a bargain. Bargain! Bargain! The bargain store.
0: Yeah, and you were hoping for the
1: bargain! Well, I mean, that's why you go there, right? You want a huge bargain. Oh yeah. If, you uh, I know that they have in London. They have a place. I think it's with Te within Tepperman's, and it's called the Bargain Annex. I drove by that last night and made special note of where it was because I plan to return there. Yeah. So, what is an annex? It's like a, it's like a building or a space, like a, you know, the Learning Annex is like the place where the learning happens like the building of learning so it's the building of bargains it's a i think it's a whole building dedicated specifically to bargains oh, okay that's all that's in there just bargains yeah like a bargain room that's the entire building it's like those little phone booths that shoot money up and you have 20 seconds to grab as much money as you can but yeah. but bargains and bigger than a phone booth
0: they throw in like, like sofas at you and stuff
1: well, it's just filled with bargains, and you just have to grab as many bargains as you can while you're in there, but there's no time limit, so you can so do if it. There's an entire building
0: full of bargains wouldn't that suggest that people love bargains
1: You would think that people would just be hunting bargains is that do you think that's what dog did after he stopped? being the bounty hunter do you think he became the bargain hunter uh, it's possible. and instead of like a thing of mace or a stun gun he has like a little price gun which i don't understand why he would have because he's the customer but he just, <laughs> he just does dog the bargain hunter yeah in case there's something that's unmarked or
0: something or that he can't see that he just points the gun at and the gun somehow knows how much it's worth
1: yeah like one of those little price check things. He's got a universal price check gun. Okay. I like That'd that. that like, like, really like crappy weapon for a superhero. Just to know what the price of everything was. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was a superhero, just like a. Maybe a regular hero or just like a convenient, you know, person nearby. Yeah, like, a, like an everyman with a specific talent. That's
0: kind of weird, but advantageous and very
1: specific situation well it's not really even that advantageous I mean he's not really saving lives or anything just telling you that that toaster's $29.99 huh. <laughs> I don't know what you would call that one he would definitely be the sidekick of dog the bargain hunter though I was gonna say though
0: dog looks like a guy who like shops
1: for bargains just to the with. But. oh big time you think um, he's paying full price for anything ever? Pfft, I doubt that. I mean, apparently, like, nobody wants to pay full price for anything anymore. Apparently, like, people are evolving into just, like, specific bargain people. And the, with the coupons and the groupons, but why, why is it so important? You know, obviously you're saving money, but is there anything else to it to, you know, I know it's a good feeling, and, and you feel really good, but why is that, that you feel so good when you get such a great deal? Okay, so like that's the question that you're putting forward there, Tugboat, is just why it feels so good when you get a deal, like why do people love it so much, and why does it feel so good? Yeah, that's a question I think needs to be answered.
0: Hmm, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know, we could probably start with, uh, first of all, like what it feels like to get a good deal. You have any
1: experiences with that? Type of? Oh yeah, I think the last really good deal that I got was when I bought my TV a couple of years ago. I got it one of those open box deals at Future Shop. Regular price was like three thousand something, and I only had to pay sixteen hundred. And it just it felt like I was getting away with something, but it was like this elation. Like I was just like. Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Oh, it was almost like a disbelief and just overjoyed.
0: That's pretty impressive. Kinda like that like commercial where it's all like start the car Start the car
1: Yeah. Ikea. They see IKEA gets it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's just like you you like you felt like you essentially stole something at the price that it was at and you just felt like and it at the same time.
1: It was a steal of a deal. It's probably how criminals feel all the time.
0: Yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I would almost argue that, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I've never really stole anything, but I would kind of argue that just like paying for something that feels like a steal would probably get you more pumped up than, say, actually stealing something.
1: Well, I don't know. I would argue that also because you don't have the adrenaline of, committing the crime i have committed a crime i accidentally walked out of a store once with uh, a pack of halls in one of my hands and my wallet in the other hand and then i got outside and i went back in and told the cashier that said uh i accidentally walked out with this and they were like oh okay i was like do it do, do i pay for it now they're like I, I guess so i I gave them like a dollar, dollar and a quarter, seemed to handle things, and then I just walked away ashamed and scared.
0: (laughs) Over some hauls? Well, you know that that affects businesses and and ruins people's lives, even if it is something as small as a package of hauls.
1: Yeah, but you can go to the slammer for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so you're saying like, huge, huge set of elation when you get, get something, but then... There's all this like, adrenaline when you steal something. I just kind of make like, the argument that it feels good with the deal, but when you pay for it, that you earned it essentially, like you earned a deal.
1: Yeah, like you, you know, you either scouted it out and found out about it and went to the store specifically for that, or you sat and waited patiently for that item to go on sale, knowing that you would never pay full price for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if uh, if I have any like specific like, stories about when I got, like, just, like, a screaming deal or a great deal or whatever. But what I do know is that
1: the most frequent place that I search for deals is at the grocery store. And two, I love surprise deals. Yeah, the 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 opportunistic deals. Well, like, I was at the other day, and I purchased
0: something, and it said something on, like, the tag when I was there. And then, like, I get to the cash register, and I pay for it, and they knocked off, like, 20% of, like... Because that's what it was, and it was just like the tag was wrong. So I was
1: like, I was fully willing to pay the full price, but then you get this little bonus deal, and I was just like super pumped. That's yeah, I like those ones where, or the ones where you go and you pay. I think when I bought, uh I forget what it was, and there was some other item that goes with it, but it was it was on sale, so that the other item was just a throw in. They're like, oh, you get this free also, and it was like a fifty dollar value, and I was like what and they're like yeah no it's on sale so you get this too and if you send this in you get another 30 bucks back which of course who sends in those rebates i did i got the 30 dollars back it was fantastic
0: (laughs) well yeah if somebody walked up to you on the street and was like hey you want 30 bucks you'd be like yeah i do
1: yes please oh well you're gonna have to mail this to a company and then wait six to eight weeks for it to come back 30 bucks right yep i'm in Yeah, well, I have forever stamps, I think. No, permanent stamps. I yeah. bought I bought a whole raft of them one time. Still working my way through. I think I have, like, eight left. That's how you beat the system right there. buying in bulk. Buying yeah. in bulk. That's where a lot of deals can come is buying in bulk. You want to know who loves buying in bulk? People who go to Costco. Yeah, people that buy Groupons. Yeah, I uh, would argue argument that most people at Costco, when
0: they buy this stuff, they don't actually use all of it, so they end up technically losing money because they never use what they purchase.
1: Yeah, if you look at a unit price, if you waste four units of it, that could be a significant cost, probably the package of one of whatever you were buying.
0: Yeah, or it's just extremely wasteful, which is a huge problem in our country.
1: Didn't Well, in our whole continent. But didn't you tell me about someone who does that, but then to Kind of alleviate that wasteful problem. They donate the excess. Yeah, yeah. There's a good person that I know at work, and they are
0: obsessed with couponing and deals and stuff. So, like, say she'd be like working an overnight shift, and there's not a whole lot to do. Like, she would just power the internet for flyers for all these deals and coupons. But most of the couponing and stuff, like you're you're buying like 20 cases of Powerade or or like uh, 20 tubes of toothpaste. So it's like. Yeah, that's kind of smart, I guess, but it's going to take you forever. Like, basically, you have to have storage in your home to be able to fit all this stuff, or the stuff will expire before you can use it. So what they do is, as a form of charity, is, like, they will just take in their excess and donate it to, say, like, a food bank or some, like, specific thing that she's, she's looked up. And it's quite admirable. But on the other hand, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I like deals on things that I really use, like... Like, Powerade, I don't need 20 cases of that. I don't even need, like, one case of Powerade. Toothpaste I use, but, I mean, it's like
1: a buck or two at, at a store, so just just pick up a tube of toothpaste. Yeah, I think it's more like four bucks, but it's... I agree with you on in the parameter of, you know, everyday things. I don't get excited about the deals. I'm like, oh, I saved 20 cents on this. Woo, I saved 15 cents on a can of cat food. Um, I like the big ticket, like the deals where you really feel like you won, like you screwed the company somehow. Those are the, those are the ones that I get excited about. I'm just kind of confused that you are buying cat food when you don't own a cat. Hey, it's a cheap source of protein. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually buy cat food, and if I did, I would only use it for trapping cats. No judgment, but the <laughs> other day I was
0: like, and uh cat food like it was at work or something and someone had brought in some extra ones because like part of the food bank like sometimes people who can't feed themselves also have pets so then they need pet food but this pet food i was looking at food and trying to figure out like what is different in cat food that essentially makes it inedible to humans or is it edible by humans but we just don't because it would be gross because it's labeled as cat food um I don't know. From what I saw, I feel like there were some weird things in there that...
1: Well, if the Internet's to, believe, to be believed, there's sawdust and all kinds of cat food. But, like, are you talking about the cans of cat food or the bag of cat food? Like, a can of... Food. I
0: didn't even know there was a bag of cat food.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you
0: the like, oh, like, little, like, like dried pellets. Yeah, the I'm
1: kibble. Kibble and bits for cats. Yeah. i talking about yeah the can so it's it's basically like you know with my lack of knowledge on the subject to me it's more or less a can of tuna with other junk put into it like maybe a little bit of sawdust to pump up the volume because cats can have less of a ability to complain about their food they just don't eat it and then their owners like well you didn't eat it you're just gonna starve to death but um (laughs) yeah they they can't communicate that they don't like the taste of something so taste is less of a concern where for humans it it'll it'd have the same effect more or less. Like I don't know everything that you add in there, but if you're assuming the main ingredient is some kind of fish product or chicken or whatever they're eating, then yeah. I mean it's it's edible for humans. It just it's gross. If you ever smelled yeah. cat food up close, ugh, not for me. Uh uh-uh. uh I guess that's true. I was just
0: I don't know, thinking of like a future survival
1: oh yeah scenario. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, on Walking Dead, there's a scene in one of the seasons, you know, being very specific, where they're having a hard time. They're on the road, and the young boy finds a couple of cans of cat food or dog food or something. And he starts to eat it, and they slap it out of his hand. And it's, we're not that desperate yet. So, okay. I mean, even when you're being hunted by flesh-eating zombies, cat food's still not great to eat. But okay. if you're really desperate, yeah, why not? What's the worst that's going to happen? Are you going to barf it up or diarrhea it out? Whatever. That stuff passes. I guess if you have no water or shelter, could be an issue. Sickness and whatnot, but whatever. Ain't no concern yeah. for me. And it's
0: good to know that it'll be $0.15 cents off if I ever do. So.
1: Yeah, well, and then who knows what you could do with that $0.15? $0.15. Cents. <laughs> Bye.
0: Penny candies that probably don't even exist anymore They're
1: probably nickel candies Yeah, they are They are nickel candies My sister bought a whole bunch of them when she was at Max oh, man. O- Over the Christmas break Because I guess in America they don't have Nickel candies They probably don't have nickels anymore down there uh,
0: They still have pennies, I'm pretty sure Old Abe
1: Lincoln, they wouldn't get rid of him Oh, they just roll in our money That they make off of us with the exchange rate and Just bales of nickels Big crates of them
0: so we get like pretty pretty excited when there's these like secret deals or surprise deals um, to kind of answer like another part of that question you asked or, like why you like deals so much I've been I've been told through the internet that uh, it has a lot to do with like dopamine so like you get a pretty good surge of dopamine it's almost like a reward it's almost like winning the lottery in a sense where you like you get some sort of deal, like not having to pay full price. Again, it almost gives you the sense that you, you've won something or that you're, you're saving money that you haven't spent. So you get this little shot of dopamine. And I think when people do like their, their couponing and all that kind of stuff, like when they're like totaling it up, they, they show it on that extreme couponing where they get like super nervous. It's almost like they're stealing something. And then all of a sudden the final total comes up and they pay like a dollar and then they just get this huge high. Um, so they're basically like coupon masturbating
1: in a sense. The, you know what, th- that makes perfect sense, because I saw, in real life, Sunday morning, yeah. 7.30 in the morning, at the local Walmart, this lady comes in, she's got like, you know those old sheets of plastic that you could put like hockey or baseball cards into, and they had like nine on a page, oh, yeah. and you could be... Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, she, we're of- she had that, but filled with coupons. And for every item she was running through the cash, and I had the misfortune of being behind her, she'd flip through, and it was all organized by store and then uh, section and then product, like alphabetical. It was outrageous. Like This is like some mental illness, borderline affliction, addiction that this woman had. And when it all came down to it, because of all the deals that she had, they paid her money. She got $4 back out of the till from Walmart to take all that stuff. And was it, like, legit stuff? Like, was it, like, decent stuff? Oh, it was like, was like it, we- it was, like, a weird collection. That like, the Aziz Ansari CVS, like, it was, like, 10, oh, yeah. 10 bottles of of Coca-Cola, like, uh, 50 rolls of toilet paper, like, just a huge amount of stuff. Like, four carts worth of garbage. And yeah. And, like, a bunch of little things, like... You know a can of a specific brand of soup she had like 12 of them it's like what do you you don't need that what are, you, what are you doing this like you know middle-aged gross looking woman flipping through her meticulously organized binder like i mean don't don't get me wrong when i see a deal i'm like i gotta buy that. that's too good of a deal i'd be losing money if i don't get it and in her case that was actually true because if she didn't do all those deals she wouldn't have got that four dollars
0: that's true and like now she's got like the fullest of pantries like i can only imagine that's what i don't get is like where people store this stuff like you would have to have just like a massive massive pantry or storage or linen closet to put all this like toilet and cans of
1: soup into well i've got two empty closets here and a fully empty basement i could definitely store all kinds of garbage
0: i guess that's true i guess my house is a little bit a little bit different, but, uh, but I guess like, that, that, that could kind
1: of make you pretty sweet. If you get a whole bunch of stuff, and then people pay you for it. That's, wow, that's that's, cool. that's the ultimate, like, sticking it to the man and working the system, is when you're getting paid to take their merchandise. Yeah, oh yeah. So, I was reading a book recently, and
0: it's called like, The Organized Mind, I believe. It's either The Organized Mind or The Last Lecture, one of those two. Cheese reads, and I uh, recommend them both, but... In there, it was saying, like, what you really need, what's a good idea to do in your life is to put your time at a like at a value, like, how much is your time worth, just in general, and then from that, you can really base your decision. So, like, in this case, like, the couponing, so, like, the amount of time it took this woman to sort of organize that binder and find the coupons, put them into the right sections and stuff, like, how much time did that take versus how much did she save at, like, the grocery store, like, could that time be spent doing something, say, either more productive or going to work or something where you could make the money? So it's just kind of, like, that, that kind of confuses me sometimes with the couponing is, like, is the amount of time you're spending, are you actually saving money or are you just wasting
1: time? But conversely, what if that's the kind of thing that brings you joy, is that meticulous organizing and monotonous work where you just sit down and do some, like mindless job maybe she enjoys that and also by the you know by the way by the look of her she was not employed um so she probably had lots of free time but to your point i did i did learn that lesson at a young age uh from my grandfather who built what was intended to be a shed for a neighbor and uh he the neighbor said i'd like you to build me a shed you're good at that kind of thing Okay. So he went and bought everything and built the shed and brought it to the neighbor and he said what what do i owe you and he said well the wood cost me this and this cost me that so x plus y equals this much money factoring nothing for his time and it was such a nice shed that the the old man actually just lived in it instead of using it for its intended purpose which i believe was for chickens this is too good for chickens all live in this shed
0: Yeah Chickens could take over My Dump of house.
1: Yeah that's Exactly what happened And the guy lived In that shed Uh Only in the summertime For about 40 years Yeah So that would be
0: like A separate conversation altogether About like Volunteering your time Or paying people with time That's how a lot of people Do some like Bartering and Uh Living without money Um But we'll, we'll leave that For another time Yeah We gotta get back Our little dopamine from Coupon Masturbation. And uh, you mentioned earlier, talk about, about how you feel like you would be losing money if you do not purchase something that's on sale, like if it's a great deal. Because it's like, I'm assuming, like somewhere down the road, if you actually do need that thing and then it's full price, you're going to be wicked pissed.
1: Yeah, it'd be stupid not to buy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is something that we probably tell ourselves all the time is
1: that sort of. I'd be stupid not to buy it. <laughs> I do. I do tell myself that way more than you would. You would think would be normal. <laughs> but uh I don't know. It, it brings me great joy to get deals, but how do things like why are there deals like I obviously the first thing that comes to mind is stores put things on sale because they're, they're trying to draw more people into the store. So they put, say, they put um, Jungle Gyms on sale at a store, and you go there to buy a Jungle gym, Their hope is that you'll buy, you know, protective railings or spray paint to color it or something while you're there, thereby spending more money. But is, what okay. other what other reasons do stores put stuff on sale? you think it's like a lure luring- yeah, like the the the, other, the one thing that bugs me about sales and and Canadian Tire is the absolute worst for this is they price stuff through the roof and then they drop it down to what I would consider a realistic price like once every 3 months and then that's when you have to wait to go buy it. Yeah. But I mean not pricing things to to the value of what it's worth is kind of is not that kind of a dick move on their part. That they're just wait preying on people that actually need something. Like if you so need, like if you absolutely needed that jungle gym and had to pay full price for it.
0: So like, well, so then, so you're suggesting like, you're just pissed off because like there's the full price and then they drop it down. So then it's like, well, what's the actual worth of this actual product? And you're just upset that, like, sometimes you will just not get the deal because of, like, necessity. Like, you need something right now. So you have to
1: pay some price. Yeah, they're, I'm a victim, basically, because I was unable to wait until it went to, you know, what it's actually worth. Like, why wouldn't they just price it, like, fairly to what it's supposed to be?
0: It's a business tugboat, and they're trying to make a profit.
1: Yeah, but I don't like it. So tell them to stop it. Because <laughs> that happens all the time. Like I think probably one of the biggest like
0: markups in history is just like clothing and, and, and accessories and those products. Where sometimes clothing can be have like a eighty percent markup or something like that. So that you can have like just these, these like you know like a five dollars shirt that they're selling for forty dollars. So that when they do go on sale and drop it down to 20, they still make a significant profit off of it. Um, and, like, if you ever look at, like, my wife, little two-glass of wine there, loves Banana Republic. And they are constantly having a 40 or 50% off sale, either within the store or online. And, like, it's just super confusing. Like, it makes me feel like, when are they not on sale? And there's no reason for you ever to pay full price for clothes, like,
1: ever. So, and we we talked about this a little, ow, in the preamble. Um, But, you know, how much volume do you have to sell to make your money? Like, you said they're a business. So, if your markup, what did you say, 40%? What did you say for clothes? 80? Yeah. Yeah, You said 80, so if they drop 40, they're still making 40% on that. Oh, exactly. So it's... But there's like
0: there's like the two pur- purposes. Like there's one is to sell more of a particular product to kind of just get people in. Like you said, get them into the store and maybe they'll purchase other things and end up spending more in the store than they intended to. And then there's like the other part of it where it's like you just have old stock. It's just old stuff and you don't want it in your store anymore. And instead of throwing it away, you're trying to just sell it off and make whatever you can off of it.
1: That's where you get the um, beloved clearance rack. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then with
0: this, like, I don't know, just like the whole, it's really confusing with like, uh, I don't know, like capitalism and, and all that stuff, how it works just largely because like, you could pay something like, you know, 80 bucks for a Calvin Klein shirt, polo or something like that. But then it, if you stop wearing it, it goes to like, say you donate it to Salvation
1: Army or something. So then there's someone out there who's like, not as well off who is wearing like essentially an $80 shirt um but it's just I, I don't know I find that kind of and they would pay one. they'd have to pay like $20 for it which in my mind that's probably like the real value of it yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah so the those thrift stores like you know they mark it down and people are like well I can't pay full price for that because some other jerk wore it but in yeah. reality, they, they charge the realistic price for Tugboat's opinion. Yeah. But like the thing is, like, uh, if you go to somewhere like Winners or Marshalls or whatever they are, they kind of do what you're talking about, where instead of doing that original 80% markup, they're just kind of buying it from a factory or some leftover stuff, and they're just pricing it as a deal, but it's not on sale. It's just everything there is just what the price is. Yeah, that's why I shop there. It's realistically priced. Yeah. So yeah. why doesn't because why doesn't everybody do that then? Because I actually, this is, this, is my, this is my opinion, it may or may not be true, but I think people just love, yeah, like they love getting, like seeing the deal, like uh,
0: they, they love seeing like, oh, this is 50% off, like right on the tag, like just sitting there and often in red because, I, I I read this as well. That red is the shortest wavelength on the spectrum, therefore it is the first one to hit our eyes, so it grabs our attention, which is why most sale tags are in red.
1: Science, baby.
0: Super, smart, but the marketing like
1: jujitsu there. Yeah. Um, but and, and that's true. And like I love like again, I got a grocery store. I love being something that's basically in red and sometimes i'll even buy something that i have an intention to
0: just because it's like 50 cents off or something like that and that's the thing is like a lot of the times i don't even know what it costs full price i just see the red and go oh that must be a deal and then i pick it up terrible
1: well for me i'm i see that tag and i'll go and look at it and there's always somewhere I, i feel like it's you have to put what the regular price is by law or something like this but uh you will see it. I'll see it, and I'll be like, "Whoa, that's like fifty percent, or that's like forty percent. That's a deal worth tugboats' time." And then I'll, I'll get it, and that's how you end up with, a two dollar and fifty cent box of individually wrapped goldfish crackers.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love those.
1: Yeah. Well, we're oh. uh, we're cruising past thirty thirty minutes here, but um, what hey, I, what well, I've, I would love- go ahead. I would
0: is talking about like the difference between the, the the small items and the big purchases so like you mentioned the TV where you're getting like say $800 off or something like you're just super pumped but there's even like bigger purchases that you can make like say on a vehicle or on a house where for whatever reason people are maybe a little bit less willing like they want a deal on everything but they're maybe a little bit less willing to, to negotiate uh, you know Say a thousand dollars on something, um, because since the the total amount of it is so huge, a thousand dollars seems like really small in comparison, or five hundred dollars or whatever. Yet, you would argue, like say people at like Tim Hortons, if a coffee goes from a dollar fifty to a dollar seventy, they get like fuming mad because there's a twenty cent increase, but proportionally, that's a pretty huge
1: increase. Yeah. But yeah, like, we- there's a there's a commercial that ha- that uses that very thing, and it's got this guy bought like some stupid Christmas thing, and he's like, oh, I saved like a hundred bucks. And then there's yeah. a guy that's like, I saved thousands, and points to the new Chevy sitting in his driveway. Oh, uh, okay. It's that exact principle. Or and you know, you recently purchased a home. It's a lot yeah. easier to get a thousand dollars knocked off your home than it is a thousand dollars knocked off your couch.
0: It was already on on, on a deal. And then this is like a thing that I didn't really know about or or really checked out because I didn't buy furniture. The idea of like price matching.
1: Yeah. So, like, we purchased the couch and it was on sale and everything. But when we bought it, they weren't having
0: this sort of scratch and save event. But then they did over sort of like the Boxing Week sale. So, we had purchased it early December and then we went back in the later December and went in for the scratch and win thing. And I uh, only got, like, 5% off, which, re- I don't know, related into, like, $60. But even $60 is pretty sweet.
1: That's two um, cases of beer.
0: But, but then I was, what is this? Like, it's, like, 30-day price matching. Like, I'm happy about it. It makes sense. But, like, that's weird. That's weird that they did. They're not just, like, no, you got to, like, take the deal or
1: or well, yeah, like like, wow, there's know. there's been enough people I think over time that bought something and then an unexpected sale came on and not yeah. you know, Boxing Day is predictable but like a, a sale would come on for that item they'd be like, Frig, if I would have known the sale was on, I would have friggin' waited and then they yeah. and they just like raise a stink and then they gotta figure it out. Yeah, and I feel like it's those instances in life, although crappy kinda make
0: life life, you know? Like you just kinda beat yourself up a little bit and get kind of pissed off but then yeah that's
1: kind of karma of baby it happens to me all the time i just let her go i don't go in and say uh, i demand to have this deal because uh, and then they're like yeah. Uh. Yeah, you gotta go back into the store and talk to
0: somebody
1: and blah 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 um oh. one thing i wanted to uh when you were talking about kind of the elation of getting the deal as the customer and we were talking about, you know, why they don't put everything fair priced. I was thinking, wouldn't it be kind of a similar feeling, you know, for the overall corporation that's selling you stuff that if they can, you know, weasel another dollar out of you or another couple of bucks out of you by not having something fairly priced, they, they get their 20% margin. Uh, wouldn't that feel good for them to have that money? Like it would it'd be the exact same feeling the other way, would it not? Oh yeah, like, like we get we we get pumped when we say get one up on the company or we feel like we do like oh this is a steal. But then like the,
0: the corporation is probably super pumped when they like say oh a big blowout sale and someone who didn't have any intention of buying something like pops in and buys up a bunch of stuff just because of.
1: Whatever reason. Or even just in their regular pricing where, you know, the SRP suggested retail price for something might be uh, 30% over the cost of it. And they, at that particular outlet, they charge 35%. So they get an extra 5% that they just, is like free money for them. The same oh, yeah. way that oh. your 5% off scratch and sniff or whatever it's called gives yeah. you 5%.
0: And like, there's like, kind of like, I guess CEOs or someone that might come out in a commercial and be like, you know what I love? I got into this business to save people money. I love watching like the look on people's faces when they've gotten a good deal. Blah blah. When all they mean is, we are so happy to be able to take their money, and yeah. I think that's why you get into the business, right? So I don't know. It's super interesting.
1: Um, one thing that we talked about before that I was trying to push you into is talking about J C Penney when they did fair price stuff. You said that you were talking about that earlier. Would you Yeah, it was on the internet and it were saying that like J C Penney lost like a billion
0: dollars over the course of a year or something because they tried doing this thing of we offer fair and square prices and don't put anything on sale. Essentially, and people were just like, "I want deals!
1: Give me, give me the deals! We need those deals!" Yeah, we gotta get them deals! <laughs> um, but are there items that just don't go on sale? Like, you know, that was a whole brand, or I don't know what do you call it, a department store? I guess that decided that they weren't going to have deals, but are there, like, items that traditionally don't go on sale, like luxury items or things of that nature?
0: Yeah, there's definitely certain things that, for whatever reason, just don't seem to go on sale very often. Like The only one that I knew of before reading anything was, say, like, Ping uh, is, like, a golf company, and with their golf clubs, they actually seem to retain their value, Pretty well after they've been purchased, and they're a type of company that really sort of goes against sales of their products because they feel like their product doesn't diminish in value over like like over time. Like it's it's largely maybe more their their irons and and some of their woods and stuff. But yeah, so they they just they almost like refuse to really sell. Like some companies, obviously, who are selling that product may, but. they typically just do not go on sale that often so uh that's one and then the uh, uh louis vuitton i hear never puts their their stuff on on sale so i could be wrong and i'm sure there's like not, and all that stuff that goes on price but they're ones that again like try and just keep it full price it's almost like a I don't know. Like our stuff is uh, such of a quality, or it's just you have to be rich enough to pay full price, so that makes our items like kick ass. I don't
1: know. Well, it makes sense because I mean, look where most of the deals happen at places like Walmart with their constant rollbacks, where the quality of the items are often suspect. Whereas you might have a high end clothier like uh, Louis Vuitton, and uh, you know they just kind of stand by the craftsmanship and whatnot of their product and say, it doesn't go on sale because this is what it's worth. It's going to last yeah. you this long, it's what it's worth.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. and I don't know, exactly. And you know it's not necessarily worth that amount. Um, but, but it, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's just kind of more of a posh thing or like in, in stores where they, they actually like don't have price tags in them like really expensive
1: places. Yeah, I don't shop at places like that because it scares the hell out of me. Super sketchy. So apparently like the price tag was something that wasn't even invented until like the
0: 1800s or something where someone slapped on a price tag and then, you know, crossed out the price and put a lower price and then everybody got like huge hard-ons for it. So it's just been like a mainstay within our culture.
1: It worked for one guy, so it worked for everybody. Oh, I like that. It works, for, it works for me, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think in closing statements, I would love to
0: say that, um, what I find interesting is old people. Um, this is a really big generalization, but obviously old people love, um, yard sales and old people love telling you about the deals that they got. Like, I think more than anything, like it's almost up there with like how often they talk about the weather or their illnesses or, um, yeah basically
1: those things well that's a huge point of pride for them and i mean probably stems back from how they were raised and how nobody had any money in the depression and getting a deal like that could really benefit your family and you know they're definitely more cognizant of opportunity cost of of items than kids are today yeah but no i think uh i think our questions that we that we kind of circled around where why do people love them deals while they get a big explosion of dopamine and they feel like they're winning beating beating stores and plus they get what they wanted and they get to have more money to spend on you know chewing gum or whatever kids buy nowadays Plus the interesting part too is like we didn't even touch upon it but it's just like what do you do with that
0: saved money and is it just end up being like is that truly saved money or is that saved money going towards Something else that you're going to purchase, so you never really save
1: anything. Yeah. Do you do you take all that saved money and like splurge on something you don't need, like new sunglasses or a hairnet for your home, or I don't know what people buy, but or do you like just put that directly into RSP purchases? I'm
0: assuming a home hairnet is essentially a tarp that you put over your home, but that's all right. Patent pending. <laughs>
1: I like the sound of that a lot better than just a hairnet you wear in your house. A house net? <laughs> house net, patent pending. But then the, <laughs> o- the other the other question we asked is why do things go on sale? And I think we beat that one to death like a donkey in a town square. So. Yeah, they're trying to pump
0: out some more stuff so they can actually get some money still. Um, and they attract people who don't want something but may want something because it's on sale.
1: Yeah, they trick you into it. Oh yeah, they duped. You're all getting duped. Tricksters. Um, okay, well that's, uh, that was good. I like that. I've talked about deals <laughs> and bargains. I'm glad you took the deal. Talk about Yeah, it would have been, uh, would have been a little quieter if I if I had said no deal off the top. No,
0: would have had to see what was in that other briefcase.
1: Which is probably a loaded handgun. No, it's... Was- probably just empty probably just like some hairs from whoever checked the briefcases before a couple of stray hairs off their head
0: pen is mightier than the sword the conversation is, is is mightier than the gun
1: conversations